<laughs> Basquatch. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. This is Jeff. Zach, how's it going? Mostly peaceful transitions of power. <laughs> Fantastic. Andy McCraw. We got bigger issues to worry about. <laughs> Seriously. Scott! Man, I'm hurting. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Personal. Well, I hurt for you. Yeah. All right. And what about you, Jeff? Oh, me? I am fantastic. I'm always fantastic. <laughs> That's good. Even though I've got old man shirt on, I'm fantastic. Listeners, Jeff has the oldest of old man shirts on. Even old men are like, dang, that shirt looks old. Dang. That hurts. On a scale of 11 to 11, how 11 are you, Jeff? A 12. <laughs> Uh, of course, it just keeps going. That's the Jeff answer, Scott. A couple episodes ago, um, we were mentioning how Jeff is like the amp in the Spinal Tap movie that goes to eleven. Nice. It's like when you ask why not just make one that goes to ten, make that louder. The answer is Jeff goes to eleven. Yeah, but this one goes to eleven. This one, yes, <laughs> this one goes to eleven. Jeff. Have you ever heard of the word pink torpedo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Scott, you barely yeah. said that in the mic. I'm glad we all laughed in the mic. That was worthy of... I know, it, it's going to be heard. I know. Don't I, be scared of that I, mic. I know. I feel like I want you to make sure that it's really pointing directly into your mouth. Mm. Not up t- Not up it. Not up it. At it. At it. Mm. I feel like I'm almost in a James Bond movie, but I'm not mm. sure. It's like a terrible James Bond movie. <laughs> it's like a knockoff. Mm. The name is Brond. <laughs> germs Brond. She said germs? Yeah. <laughs> germs Brond. I'd assume Germs Brond would be wearing yeah. my shirt that I'm currently wearing. How does he take his martinis, Andy? I have a spurt and perlimer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how Germs Brond takes his martini. Uh, shirk and not stirred. <laughs> Uh, so stupid. That's our stupid moment of the night. I'm so sorry. But uh, I would be, since we're talking about shirts. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. It's important to note that the shirt is, that Zach's wearing right now is a thoughtful gift that I got for him when we were in Utah. I'll be the judge of that. Scott, what does what does Zach's shirt say? It says, not today, Satan. <laughs> That's actually how you have to pronounce <laughs> With it. With an exclamation point. It's literally impossible to pronounce it otherwise. People don't know this, but there are Southern accent fonts. And so, yes, I mean, that's what I, obviously, I learned that in school. It worked out. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. I, I was strolling through the uh, local super center Walmart, Wal- super Walmart, what are they called? Yep, you got it. One of those. The word super is in there somewhere. Mm. I think that just mean it, means it has a, a grocery store. And I saw, I saw a shirt that was red that had a screaming eagle on it that I needed to get for Jeff. And I love red. It's Jeff's brand. And then as I turned around, I saw this shirt and I couldn't help myself. I had to get it for you because it's like a Rorschach. Like you, you see what you want to see, like the ink blot test. Mm. Yeah. So, those that know me might see it as a, an ironic wear. Some people might rock it intentionally and like mean it literally. And uh, the interpretations can just be various. I will say, though, I think I'm a trendsetter because when we came back a few days later, they were all gone. They were all out. 
of the not today Satan shirts. Yeah. You could take it as no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Satan, today is just it's not looking good. Yeah. However, I've got an opening. Hit me up tomorrow, yo. Eleven AM. <laughs> well, maybe well, you should get a shirt that says that. Make one that says I'm available tomorrow, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are we drinking tonight, gentlemen? I am starting off with a nitro cold brew from Starbucks. That's the best way to do Starbucks. I, in my opinion, regular old Starbucks is kind of bitter. Yeah, um, yeah Pike's Place is terrible. Oh, it's all, I haven't had Pike's Place in years. Or is it Pike but Place? if you go cold mm. brew, you could mm. sip on that straight, no cream or anything. It's yeah. good. It, and it is. I needed to wake up. I needed to pick me up on the way here. Oh, Scott, you upgraded. I I am going classic, literally. Um, Coca-Cola classic, zero. Oh. Oh, there's a zero on there. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I guess not literally classic because it's I'm used to seeing a diet literally on there somewhere. Coca-Cola classic. Yeah, Coke zero. Yeah, okay. Keeping it, keeping it neat. Well done. Keeping it zero. Yeah. The Coke classic is the one mm. that has the actual cocaine in it, right? I Yes. Coca. Yes, you can only... You can only get that in Portland, I, I hear. Yeah, <laughs> they marinate the yeah. syrup in uh, coca leaves. Mm. That's right, because there's different kinds of uh, Coca Cola. Depending, it's made differently depending on uh, what country you're. So, like Coke in Mexico is a little bit different, but you're right. Coke in uh, Portland is has actual cocaine. It's, in it. Yeah, it gives you yeah, makes you crazy. And <laughs> and in Colombia, they have some people might say it makes you weird. Yeah, and, and you should keep it that way. Different. But. Use different sugars, I think, in different countries. Yeah, some but sometimes by law, I think that they don't have to use a particular. Isn't that sugar. why Mexico's Coca Cola is so great? Is it's just like old school pure cane sugar? I think it's the Something glass. Like I think it's the bottles. The bottle does it. It yeah. keeps all the crack yeah. inside the bottle. There's like a vacation in the glass that seeps into mm. the Coca Cola sugar, and America's. Gotta be straight up corn syrup. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh Zach, what are you drinking? You know, I'm as usual, double fisting it. I we I've got a gin and tonic, which Jeff didn't mention. He has one too. Oh yeah. Sorry, was that secret? No, I'm double fisting. Just <laughs> like you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I also have a rogue bat squatch hazy India pale ale. And it's pretty- bat bat what bat squatch sounds like it bat should squatch. be a new either like a like something that your body does bat squatch the oh. Wuhan beer uh, I went- <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys I can't play golf today I got some bat squatch going on. <laughs> uh, don't go in there for another thirty or forty five minutes because uh, uh, really I left a bat squatch back. <laughs> Yeah, on the can, it is a literal bat dressed up as a Sasquatch, or is it a Sasquatch masquerading as a bat? <laughs> it's tough to tell, but the beer is delicious, and the can's kind of a fun-looking can. If I saw this and I hadn't tried it, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to try that, because that's how people make decisions if you don't have other information based on label. I wish it said at the bottom, the beer of Joe Biden. Bat Squatch. <laughs> Better than squash. <laughs> what? Uh, Wait, th- that was 
Oh, true, true, and nominated president, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was worse. Tripping Actually, on it. Bat Squatch sounds like something that George W. Bush would say. Uh, <laughs> bat Squatch. It's not a good impression, but you guys get it. You guys, you know well, the thing. Okay, <laughs> quick impressions of the last three presidents say Bat Squatch. Uh, well, uh, bat, bat Squatch. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I heard. I heard Bill Jeff. Cl- <laughs> Bass <Basquatch. laughs> I, I, I thought I was going to get, get a little wild. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> president know. of what? I started to go George Bush and immediately fell into Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> if you just take Be- Beavis and Butthead south, I, make it southern. I never bat squatched that woman. That's Clinton. <laughs> That's pretty good. Although he sounds terrible right now. I heard a clip of him, and he's just... It doesn't sound very good. He's got to be on the way <laughs> the out. The thousand points of light talked to me last night. The th- they said bat, squatch, beer. I had a beer. <laughs> it was called bat, squatch. Not good. Not going to drink that bat, squatch. He's... <laughs> of course, he, he lied Where's about Trump? it. Now, Nancy... No, <laughs> no. Sorry. Did it, we've missed Trump. Come on, Jeff. Well, that was Reagan. I know. It, it, I know. It, yeah. it was. Thank you. Well, I uh, don't remember if it was a bat or a squatch. <laughs> yes. We got Reagan. We got dementia. We got beer. It's the most baddest of squatches. You know, everybody, I don't drink bat squatch because I don't drink beer. <laughs> so, uh, this is so beyond aggressive. stupid. <laughs> well, I apologize. That was my fault. That was fun I time. Ten minutes that. fun time. <clears throat> anyway. And so. Andy's drinking gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah, and I'm done with it. That's right. probably why I mentioned that. Anyway. You, you're you done with it? He downed it. Wow. All it takes is a little bit of uh, twists and knobs and dialing in the ones and zeros, and you suck that thing down. I was thirsty. All right, you guys want to hear a, a commercial that's been banned? Ooh, oh, yeah. Wait, this is a commercial that's not allowed? A commercial that's been canceled. TV or radio? You know, you just interpret that sentence. I actually don't know. It's <laughs> okay. been banned. Okay. Canceled. All caps. Also, we invite you to smash that like button. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hit subscribe. Make sure you've got your notifications on if you don't, because you're going to get our latest content. Go. Wow, these guys are really good. Like, like, like. So I'm like, guys. Hey. Can I have a line with this? Hey. It's Gerard Butler. That's a Vintook. That's 100% pure beer. You don't need any blank. See for yourself. You know what? I'm good. Keep it real, Joe. Keep it real. Vintook. Not for persons under the age of 18. Wait, why was that? Why was I canceled? That's a good, good question, guys. <laughs> That's it? Um, so we, we have a, a ginger. Uh, there's no... No official confirmation on whether he had a soul or not, mm. but a uh, ginger asking for a lime in his beer, which is a, it looks like wind hoke, like our, one of our friends last name, mm. wind hoke, but it's wind hook. Oh, okay. And uh, I think it's South African. 
I think it's in South Africa. I believe Heineken makes it or distributes it or something like that. But uh, apparently we got some toxic masculinity going on under the hood there as the slightly smaller, maybe you could say he's a little bit wafy and weak looking ginger asks for fruit in his beer and Gerard Butler turns around, tells him to keep it real. You got a hundred percent real beer there. Don't be putting that lime in there. We've got a story from the, the, uh, the daily mail and uh, Gerard Butler caught up in toxic masculinity row after South African beer ad starring teetotal star is banned for gender stereotyping. So apparently he hasn't had a drink. Gerard Butler, first of all, he's breaking the new acting rules. He hasn't had a drink in two years. And he's in this commercial, beer commercial, and I would prefer active alcoholics only to, yeah. to play drinkers yeah. in commercials. That's why you should be canceled. Yeah, that's not yeah. mentioned, but um, definitely because obviously, if you you have to be the thing that you're acting right about, yeah, I know. What's this yeah. world coming to? Like, white people can't even play black people in movies. Wait, Man, it's so that's, weird. Okay, that's <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> uh, he is depicted as the macho action hero for our generation and has been teetotal for almost two decades. But Gerard, two decades? I said two years. Wow. Why does wait, he fight so much? Wait, wait. Then? I thought a... Is that what a teetotaler means? A teetotaler, means? I think, is somebody that... I thought that was someone that counted how many beers you were drinking. Yeah, it totals them up. <clears throat> right. And you call tea. it tea. Yeah. For, for secrets. Maybe he's just drinking tea. Is this a foreign article? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Paisley-born actor, famous for his lead roles in films such as Olympus Has Fallen, a machine gun preacher fell foul of advertising standards with his TV ad for Daijo made Windhoek beer. Um, Not- apologies for the pronunciations or pronunciations of the pronouncements. They banned the commercial for suggesting real men like 51-year-old Butler drink real beer. Now, you guys just heard slash saw the ad. I can play it again. Uh, they're... It's reading into it a little bit, and uh, let's see what we got. what else we got. Well, I, when you first played it, I was struggling to find. I, I was listening for the thing like, what's where's the point that we're looking for? What's the what's the thing that's going to get you banned? And uh, I needed you to explain it to me. Yeah, the beer yeah. brand used a gentle looking man who succumbs to the pressure of macho movie star Gerard Butler. What if he wouldn't have been gentle looking and he would have said, still succumbed? Said yeah. South Africa's advertising regulatory board. Or what if he wasn't a ginger? What if it was like a white dude telling a black dude what to do? <laughs> like, you know, when Biden. Well, or happens when, not every when day in real life, Scott. Like when someone said, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't this particular color, you know? Ginger. Yeah, you ain't ginger enough. Well, and that leads us if to. If you don't drink this beer, you ain't ginger. That leads <laughs> us to our verse uh, that is related to this. And this they did, it being in their view a testimony to God and also to men that they would never use gingers again for the shedding of man's beer. And this they did, vouching and covenating with God that rather than shed the beer of their brethren, they would give up their own beer. And rather than take away from a brother, they would give unto him. And rather than spend their days in idleness, they would labor away 
drinking beer abundantly. This is this is God's word, Jeff's word. Oh my God! In the world, Jeff, I have an idea what just happened. I think. Can, can I make a guess? Can I make an educated guess? You can. Did you just mad libs the Book of Mormon? <laughs> <I did. laughs> you did, didn't you? You mad libs yes, the Book of Mormon. I did. Is that from the Book of Alma? It is Alma. Alma twenty four eight eighteen. Nice, <laughs> Andy. Uh, no, <laughs> it's Scott. Scott's like that's amazing. <laughs> ah, it's not as amazing as you think it is. <laughs> okay. I would just go for it because uh, yeah. So we were sitting. So we were in Utah. We in, just got back from Utah. This, yeah. this, ah, you cheated this Sunday. Okay. And I'm I'm Scott's like I've heard enough. <laughs> sitting on the couch and. And there I see a, like a little children's uh, kind of worksheet type of cutout, and and it had a verse. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And uh, I saw the word God. I'm like, oh, let me check this out. Uh, we are in Utah, and uh, I pick it up. I'm like, Alma twenty four eighteen. And then it's I can't recall what it. it, it I can't recall what it, it didn't say exactly what right, the verse was because we had to look it up. But right. what it said was, I will never ever be impatient again but the imp- well, it right? said i will mm. never ever be blank again this and again. the child had to write in the thing that they were yeah. never gonna do oh, again okay. the thing they struggle with they're gonna give it up just nail that shit to joseph smith's cross and <laughs> and just be done with it and it said alma 2418 underneath it which we looked up and of course it's taken way out of context and like in order to make these children suffer with guilt the rest of their lives over the fact that, of course, you're going to be impatient again, but that's what they chid, the chid, the child. The chids, that's what they call them. I just thought thought about this. (laughs) You know, we we started talking about how how the Book of Mormon, maybe it's possible that Joseph Smith took the language, the lingo, because even in this, that abundantly with their hands and idleness, you know, there's these words that are within... The Book of Mormon. I'm like you might you might say mm. it might be a little King James ish. Well, there was a King's Jamesish. There's a King's James Bible, King James Bible, in the little bookshelf, and I'm like, oh. But I think okay. it's it's related to something Andy said, which was it kind of looks like somebody was writing like doing an impression of like what the Bible should sound like when yeah. they were writing the Book of Mormon, right? And maybe right. it's the King James version because it. Because essentially, that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, no, it was I. I clarified because the truth is, he Joseph Smith stuck his head in the bucket to translate the word. So says South Park. <laughs> well, we've that's had a, how he did. Yeah, it's true. We've you, had a couple in the hat. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, was I'm it in sorry. the hat? Not in, in the bucket. It I thought it was in a, a bucket. Hat. Well, yeah, I think it was a hat. Yeah. yeah. Um. W- anyway, we've had a couple of uh, fun times past Mormons on as guests. And if you hear something that we are way out of line on, let us know because we're not Mormon, but, um, was it a bucket or hat? That's what I need to know. Yeah. Let me play this commercial one more time and then we'll put this thing to bed. And what, what is he doing with his hands? Doesn't he like put up his hands? He's holding it. It's like, it's like this much, the thumb and the forefinger together, like a little bit, but it's like this, the size of a lime wedge. Okay. He's like, give me some fruit. Let me grab a hold of that fruit, as Scott used to say on this podcast. Yeah. Chance, give me that fruit. Can I have a line with this? Hey. Record scratch. That's a Vintook. That's 100% pure beer. 
You don't need any light. See for yourself. Drinks the beer. You know what? I'm good. <clears throat> okay. Can I defend this commercial for a minute? There was nothing wrong with that. When I make a steak, I get a little offended if someone gets out some A1 sauce to, to put onto the steak that I've just made because it's ready to go. All it needs you to do is to cut into it. And that's what he's explaining right there. Andy makes a mean meat. That, <laughs> that beer doesn't need any help is what he's trying to say. Right. Yep. There's yeah, nothing I'll, wrong with that commercial. Also, I have a feeling I, I call BS on this commercial, uh, on this uh, protest in general. Um, protest. What is happening is extra advertisement based on false prohibition. Uh, so people go search for it more and more. We're talking about it oh, right now. Yeah. It came up in my Google News feed. That's like... Uh, Elon Musk breaking the window of the Cybertruck. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. how many more people talked about it oh, yeah. when he broke the window? Yep. Okay. So there, there is you know, maybe a little slight stereotyping going on, but nothing to even raise the ire of most people, in, even in these now That's good. pretty sensitive days. And so I call BS on this, and uh, I fell victim of it, but it's beer news, and it's Gerard Butler. Also, the guy actually drinks from the bottle, which I found refreshing. Oh, yeah. If you notice, nobody in American uh, alcohol commercials will ever take a sip of the thing they're holding because that is against the law. Man, <laughs> it's stupid. <clears throat> and you notice uh, whatever country that's in, it, you'd have to be 18 to drink. That's also refreshing. Yeah. If you mm. can die for your country, you can drink in your country. You can, that's what I say. If you can die for your country, you can... Drink and drive for your country. For your country. You can die for your country. <laughs> That's probably how you will die. <laughs> die for your country. Speaking of driving. Yeah, a lime you can sound- take back your country. Speaking of refreshing, a lime does kind of sound refreshing in a beer. <laughs> hey, hey, well, yeah. When in Rome, I put a lime in a Corona oh, yeah. if I'm on the beach somewhere. Tr- you have to. <laughs> <laughs> it helps get rid of the Corona. Uh, but speaking of taking the country back, also I was kind of tickled, not that we're going to get all political with the uh, quote, whatever. Oh, the, whatever here we the go. Cap- whatever the Jack capital just had thing to was, do it. Whatever the capital thing was, whether it was a coup or it was, you know, over activated LARPers. I didn't think it was very cool. Maybe, <laughs> maybe somewhere in between. Um, the fact that when they went in there, they stopped to pray and shut up, oh, dude. And that they was took, so they took, terrible. Did they, they really? Took, they took their hats off too. Like they started praying, and then the, and then like one guy started praying, and they're like, "Okay, well, take your t- hats off." So <laughs> after we're breaking and entering into a place we shouldn't. It shouldn't be. Oh, I missed that. Uh, that's there's some. That's funny. Yeah. I, I, maybe it shouldn't be funny, but I thought <laughs> they're <laughs> like, Lord, thank you for blessing us that we could be in in these chambers. It's like, oh, oh. Come on, in Jesus' name. Um, Cut to baby Jesus literally crying. The Lord will close one door and He will open another. <laughs> <laughs> this is the door He into your jail cell. Uh, and the guy, I, so yeah, that was re- really stupid. Um, the the guy with the, um, the buffalo horns. Yeah, the, Viking. He's a, um, he, he's a self proclaimed shaman, and he uses the 
phraseology of Jesus and being a Christian, but he's he's not for all intents and purposes, he's not a Christian. He's like talks about like the white light and or the, some some light, uh, I don't know. Uh but he's he's not a Christian, but he's using that that phraseology so then Christianity is getting associated with him and then he starts praying and he's like, oh, <laughs> well, I think based on his Wait, did he take his horns off? Cave yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. So we could see his we could definitely identify him. Oh yeah, by, yeah. Leader, what, what people don't the know. Of that group is like, uh, gentlemen, we're going to pray. Please remove your hats and horns. <laughs> yeah, take your ma- take your masks off. <clears throat> I need your hats and horns to come down. They're going to thank you. Gonna Show cl- some respect. Yeah, they're going to clarify with him. And they're like, so where did you come from? He's like, oh, I'm just doing Conan the Barbarian Part Two down the street. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd just run yeah. over here. And now he's been he's been at a pro, uh, he's a monster rallies guy. before, and he's given interviews. I mean, they know there's no. Secret of this guy is. <laughs> which guy was it? Which one was it with the with the Viking horns? No, but which one? Oh gosh, I lost him in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> that was their big mistake is not having multiple sets of that. Just like we need multiple sets of this. Not today, Santa shirt I have on. Santa, you said Santa. Satan. There's a Suf Sufjan Seven song called uh, "Get Behind Me, Santa." It's a soft J. <laughs> On his commercial, uh, is it Sufjan? Yeah. I did kind of a hybrid. I've heard both. You know, agree to disagree. Actually, I'm just going to agree to agree with Andy. Um, <laughs> Jeff, you're about to say something though. No, not at all. Oh, okay. Let's go. All right. Okay. So do you guys, I, I just thought of the uh, 10 days of darkness we just lived through. I don't know if you guys have anything you want to say right now. I did lose my electricity today. The lights did go off. Did you really? But then they got put back on, I guess, about 30 minutes ago. On the family group text, um, well, from a few different friends and people in our uh, various circles of trust, you just see stuff on social media and talk about, like, leading up to the inauguration day, there was rumors of 10 days of darkness, and I heard different versions of that story. Um from, you know, get as much cash as possible because you won't have access to it. Your credit cards are going to be shut down. Uh, maybe power is going to be off. Um, to tamer versions of that, just chaos leading up to, and some of it included Donald Trump being in, inaugurated, not uh, Mr., uh, President Biden. But nothing really came of it. My, I had family that was like concerned. Like, I don't know if this is true, but my friend just said she heard from a friend that's close to somebody in this location that said that there's gonna going to be some things going on, and so you just to be on the lookout. And yeah, there was a lot of fear and lots of different versions of it, and none of which came true. None of it. And I haven't heard any post mortems on why it didn't come true. I I did a little bit of a Debbie Downer to the family group thread of like, listen, here's like, I listed like five different things that were like conspiracy type things uh, that, that didn't happen. One of them was uh, the year 2000, which our family, um, I was much younger then. Which are in heaven. Yeah. Wait, what? (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Are you talking about the Y2K thing? Our family, which are in heaven. Yeah, thank you. Are you talking about Y2K? Yeah. Remember, for the young people, when 1999 turned to 2000, people were worried about computer programs crashing because they didn't have that in the code. And Prince was on fire. Apparently, it was a possibility. Nothing came of it, but 
a lot of people, most of them Christians, were like, this could be a trigger for end times type scenarios. You must, you should be prepared. The problem is we don't remember all the times that like we buy into hysteria and it doesn't come true. And so we don't do the math on the new hysteria. That's good. I'm glad you mentioned that. So, and that's kind of where, where I was going. Like what, why is it, I, it, this is anecdotal to me, surrounded by a lot of Christians, uh, family of, you know, varying political stripes, but mostly conservative to like super conservative and more, it seems like there's more prone to some of the conspiratorial thought um, the further you go out on that line. But like, what? why do we don't do that math? We don't do that. Remember, know your history. When you know history, you can have a little more perspective and a little more balance. So Lindsay, you guys run with that. My wife was, uh, she was just curious about this. Zoom out a little bit, like zoom out 10 months, 11 months, a little bit more than it's, it's less about, uh, the month of January and more about, uh, more about the last 11 months or so. And, uh, she was asking her dad who's in his seventies. Hey, so this stuff feels really crazy to us, but, but we have limited perspective. Like we've only been on earth for 40 plus years. So um, like, what's your take on this? Is this, is this weird? Are we all kind of going, man, this just seems way extreme. Or are you like, no, no, no. Back in blah, blah, blah. It was, it felt the same. And his response was like, no, this is unique. This is different. And Hmm. this is concerning. Even with the gas shortages in the seventies and all that stuff. and And he went to Vietnam. And, and so, I don't know if Vietnam is the end all be all, but that is cited as like a, a terrible moment in American history. Right. Mm. So, uh, so his and in Vietnam history. <laughs> yes. Well, more so for us, Zach, obviously. True. But, um, uh, I thought that was interesting because it, it is tough for us. I think that, I think it's good to start with questioning your, your direct perspective of the thing and recognizing that it's limited. And, uh, and it was a little bit sobering. His one point was, it, it was basically the thing that concerns him the most was, um, I don't think it's betraying anything to share his, his thoughts, but it was, it was, I, I, I've just been so surprised to see Americans give up their freedom so quickly was mm-hmm. his, was his main point. And, and that is concerning to him. And, and, and it didn't, it felt like it was precedent setting. So Yes. And I got into a conversation today about someone who they said, you know, none of this will be over until, you know, everybody's wearing a mask. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm, I'm good. I have a really good relationship with this person. And I'm like, you, like you're saying, Andy, giving up your freedom. Now wearing a mask, it's like, you're actually, someone's telling you do this. And it's like, I always equate it to people that I just grew up in school with, like in elementary school, then we went to high school or whatever. And, and thinking like those people then grew up and now they're telling you to wear a mask is, and I'm like, they don't know. I mean, none of us, none of us know uh, everything. And we certainly don't know viruses and even greatest scientists, like don't have a clue. They're just theorizing, doing the best they can. But, but, but bottom line, when you come back, I'm like, you gave up, you're giving up nine or 10 months. Like 
you gave up two weeks, then a month, then two months, then six months. Now, hey, give a year. That means I could take 10 years from you. I could take the rest of your life because you'll give it up. And that's scary. That's scary to me that people have just the bent over backwards that just, you know, fix this. Like, fix what? You just gave away America. You gave, you're giving your freedom away. Yeah, I would, I would, um, I can see that perspective and I'll raise you 20. Um, the stay in your house thing, like if we were literally, yeah. if we literally followed the letter of the, the, whatever that is. Jeff said stay in your house, by the way. Stay in your stay. house. <laughs> <laughs> this, this mess brought to you by Bear squat. Premium oh. Stains. Um, yeah, I, I, I get that. It, it's frustrating. Um, I know I'm going off the rails a little you, here. You, but. Did, you were um, jumping on a train off the Empire State Building, crashing down to the ground there for a second. <laughs> Joe um, Biden was the conductor. I, I blame mask, mask uh, popularity on the popularity of uh, the Mandalorian. Because, mm, uh, oh. which by the way, I think we should all get Mandalorian helmets and just start cruising around. <laughs> and those are the masks. Mm. Andy. Yes. Consider using woman Delorean occasionally. <laughs> that's that's true. Well, none of us are woman Deloreans, so. Uh, but I'll get one for my wife. If a woman, if you could, if there is a pandemic, and a mask would help slow the spread, it's understandable to have mask mandates. Um, so it's not, it's not like a, um, it's not that. I know what you're getting at. I think there there is an argument to if you are in a super rural area and uh, you're a juror, ruror, if you're a juror. rural juror, <laughs> ruror, juror. Uh, there there's not going to be the kind of spread as a city center. So there, there's good arguments for like the separation thing helping a little bit um, or, or helping or being even a temporary necessity uh, I don't think that's totally crazy. Um, however, it is. It's just there's so many weird anomalies. Like, is it, what's San Francisco? Kern County? Is that Kern? No, San Francisco is um, not Kern County. No. I grew up in Kern County. That's central. Sorry. Uh, wherever, like Berkeley, all that area, yeah. they have like a reported San Mateo, ninety eight percent compliance on the, the the distancing, the basically staying home masking up if you have to go out and the charts look similar and they have among the, the worst spikes and secondary spikes as any other place. It's all the underground orgies and Corona <laughs> going to do what Corona going to do. <laughs> right. <clears throat> exactly. And, and so the point is, I think my point is like not to draw a conclusion, like a c- conclusion, either a or B it's like, I think we know a lot less about how this thing moves and operates and, and, how to stop it and it's possible that it just has to run its course um but yeah. but the a lot of these mandates quote unquote are actually they're they're basically strong suggestions because the laws don't allow them or the constitution doesn't allow them but i don't know i feel like we're getting ahead of our skis uh, in general uh right now because well i'm not an expert the great thing is everything's falling in line uh, President Biden uh, has ushered in uh, less COVID uh, uh, people getting it. California has opened up. They're now in the better tier. New York is opening up. 
Um, and uh, Joe Biden's not responsible for any of these deaths like Trump was. Um, you know, everything's good. It's all good. Nobody's so, being blamed yeah. for anything. So going back to and anyway, your father-in-law was saying. Um, Thank you. Uh, the uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> so just things. This this situation being unique. In in. Oh yeah, giving yes, up our freedom. Um, there are some parallels, like uh, what what we have with the Black Panther mo- uh, movement, um, and then what we've had. In some cities, there's like the um, that that group, the NFAC, the Not Effing Around crew. Um, I haven't heard about that. So they're they're a group. Are of, they a rap group? <laughs> it's funny. The leader was a rapper, uh. <laughs> Grandmaster J. Uh, so this is a a, a black a group of of uh, black people, black black men and women. Uh, they and they would go um, armed. And, and uh, do a, a march um, or a rally uh, akin to what the Black Panthers did uh, when they, I forget where they went. Was it in San Francisco or uh, I forget whatever, City Hall? Um, but, in the 60s. In, yeah, in the 60s. And, and, and then you also had some- In which there were race, lots of race riots. Like That's one of those yeah, perspective things where yeah. there's a lot of racial tension right now. And yeah. a lot of a lot of shit that needs to be worked out and rights that need to be wronged. Nope, flip that around. Dyslexic. Wrongs that, that need to be right. Thank you. Righted. Uh, but yeah, right. this is where history can help too. <laughs> rights that rights. need to be wronged. I know. I said dyslexify <laughs> that. We've had some rights that have been wronged. You're not. <laughs> somebody you're help. Not, somebody you're help. not wrong. Yes. You guys know the thing. <laughs> somebody help Bill Cosby up. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yes, and, and and part part of what the Black Panthers uh, were responding to was uh, police brutality, where where, pe- where yeah. the I, I forget what city I think it might have been in San Francisco, um, where the police were harassing black people, um, so they would they would set up uh, watches, and if they saw a black person uh, a black person being harassed by a cop, they would they would like intervene. Mm. Uh, I don't know how often that happened hmm. or what, what the outcome of, of that was, but some of this stuff isn't new. It's just, it's just highly magnified now. Cause it's not in just that one city that the black Panthers were operating in primarily. It's like in yeah. cities all <laughs> over the country. And it, and just like um, in, in a, um, a, a couple months ago, you know, the people are reacting to stories and so a lot it's a watch of, party. Yeah, a lot of times it's it's like okay, a cop shoots somebody. But even there's there's one where um a person got carjacked. No cops involved. A person gets carjacked and people started rioting. It's like, okay, wait, hold on. I'm I'm not, like trying to figure out what's yeah. going on. You can't I don't know. It it, it just seems like it, it's there, there gone some, far. There's something yeah. in the air. Yeah, there's I'd, something in the cultural milieu. If, I don't even know if that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think it was a collection of all the things. It was never. He wasn't trying to zoom in on any one of these. It's like right, one, the, right. The sum of all these things right now. He's like, it. This is concerning. This is concerning. Right. right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, and that's kind of what yeah I'm saying. Like there are parallels, but well, because we're humans, obviously there are going to be parallels, but just exacerbated. They were sli- there were slices of, of the pie in history. We're uh, confronted with the entire pie. 
So the Japan, yeah. the Japanese internment camps, you know, seventy years ago, road to Wakayama, sixty years ago, um, the blacklisting of actors, commun- you know, the the Red Scare, you know, they were where action, where action was taken, where government took over and and did. I mean, there are atrocities. I mean, people's lives were ruined, families were ruined. Businesses were ruined. The same things happen today where government has overstepped their bounds. and they're, ru- they're ruining people's lives and they've ruined businesses, long-time family businesses. And, and I, I can't tell if it, I can't tell if it was a, I can't tell what it was. Like, I don't know. I don't truly know the purpose behind it. I, it's not. It's, like, like if it's, it's all working towards the government doing something. It's not, right. It's not the obvious, like, Oh, it's because of a, a a virus. I'm like, give me a break. Like, well, there is the Great Reset. What do you guys? <laughs> right. What do you guys think of this though? Of uh, that, right now things feel out of control, and it there things are not as they should be, and every everybody would agree with that. You know, no matter what, what your stance is on how we should respond to the pandemic or whatever or the government, um. Not everything is as it should be. And so what do we... Man, I just lost my train of thought. How do we respond? I I think, well, the question that you... I I was thinking of that feels like you're teeing up is, as Christians, how do we respond to what's going on right now? Right. Is our response one of like uh, pushback or is it one of uh, passivity? Right. What's our role? Like, should we, should we be going to the White House to? Is there take is there our, a Christian to take argument? Off our horns, yeah. <laughs> take off our horns, then maybe, maybe find somebody in an appropriate place of power that it's able to like reverse the election or undo the, the wrong that you think needs to be undone. Like, is that ever a Christian potentially using violence to do so, or or any or any level of defiance? Like, is is. That that's what I'm curious about. Like, right. What do you guys think? Do you think that 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 the that what is the Christian response in the midst of all of this? Well, I think yeah. We've seen and, and so let me just if I let me just res- go to a previous thing you said, Zach, because I don't I don't want that to get lost. But then then we come back to this real quick. So talking about previous events that didn't um, come to pass. Uh, so I think well, for one, we should have extra cash on hand, extra food, all that stuff. We should be prepared for, in general, for something bad to happen. How much? For a, a short period of how time. Much, how, many, how much supplies do you have? For how long will it last you? you do. For me? Yes, I know you rice. do. Well, preppers, preppers don't tell me. Come preppers on. be prepping, bro. Preppers, preppers don't divulge. A prepper gonna prep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't hate. <laughs> like, no, like, I, I probably... I, six weeks? I have, a, I have like six, six months. Six months. Six months? Yeah. Wow, beans and rice. You yeah. are prepared, so I don't have much space. Okay, much space left over. So but we you're not wrong. Southern California, you got earthquakes. Yeah, fires. It doesn't, it doesn't have and, to be crazy conspiracy theory right. stuff. Right. You're on the East Coast, hurricanes. You're in the middle, tornadoes. Right, but there's obviously going way too far. Like if you're using your credit card to buy preps, that's probably bad. If you're not paying, <laughs> if you can't afford to buy preps, you probably need to pay off debt before you start prepping. But uh, I think I think more recently the, this whole QAnon thing, uh, Christians got duped very bad and looked really stupid 
going following QAnon. What is QAnon? Um, and well, I, I heard, I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, so the, I, I have no idea. Well, what some it is. people think it's a psyop by leftists or by China or by the Russians uh, to get um, people on the right to be more passive about uh, politics because oh, Trump's going to handle it. Trump Trump has a secret plan. People are going to jail. He's got uh, a, he's got okay. he's got a thousand indictments. Yeah, of of right. people on the left that are that, that are are going to drop all at the same time. He's going to round them all so up. Q is a is a secret person within the administration. Allegedly, who, right? That Q well, Q refers to a person. Anon is short for anonymous, and they're right. right. But no one no one knows who Q is. Yeah, right. And the assumption is that it's someone who is has ties to the administration, and they know things, and they're divulging right. them. They're Assistant divulging them in code. To the regional manager, right? Yes. They're divulging them in code, <laughs> but the none of the truth. things, none of the things that Q said came came to pass. Assistant Q, the regional manager, none, none of them came to pass. No. So people think it's it was just it's it was just a way to uh, get get people on the right to be and it's, like to just go, hey, Trump's Trump's going to take care of it. I don't all. know about don't passive. About it. It, it does seem to have fed a lot of these conspiracy oh, yeah. theories and yeah. the ten days of darkness types. Mm-hmm. I just saw a new one that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get to that, though, yes, we, I don't want to lose track of of the. Of what the was what was our response supposed to be? Considering, like, oh, you're you know, if you were on the right, like, are you to be passive? Is it is it okay yeah. to be passive? Is it should we just let politics do politics and then we respond, we react as Christians? But what does that look like? Yes. Is violence? You're bringing the question up again. Is is violence a path? If if you're actually you know, even the, you know, the idea, I'm not going to say conspiracy. Theory, Let's say everything was dismisses true. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I like bookending it, right? There is, I'm going to do nothing and pretend like it doesn't exist. I put my head in the sand. Totally passive. And the right. other one is I'm, I've got my horns on in the uh, capital. Right? Yeah. Like, let's just say those are the, those are the bookend spectrums. What, what is the proper response? The proper, well, res- as a Christian, the bookend, the bookend spectrum spectrum is not, bullhorns sitting in the Capitol and getting photo ops the bookends is you're a hundred yards away with a, on the grassy knoll. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. The bookend would have been the book. That's that, way those, the other side. The 200,000 people there going into the Capitol. That would have been the more of a <laughs> So let's just imagine whatever it is. There's, Instead there's, of a few hundred let's people. Let's say there's violence on one side and there is uh, like just ignoring and and total passivity on the other side uh and with and a full spectrum that exists within that yeah as, as Christians who believe and follow Jesus what is the proper response when we're encountered with things like this I could read the Bible if you guys would let me Zach, on this I, podcast called Bros, I, that would Bible highly, and beer. highly unusual. Is this uh, give Caesar what Caesar's? Is this another no, band? That's a good one. Band beer commercial. Render to mm. Caesar what is Caesar's. I do have. I have thought about that. I'm like, do what's we, on so that we coin? Just, we just walk the other way. Caesar's I'm, on that coin. The coin bears Caesar's image. What bears God's image? You do. And Adam threshed so the hops let you, and the wheat. So we should give money to ourselves. Yeah, therefore, as it is such, so as such, also it is unto you. Nice. Nice. Thank you. This is from Luke. Second Elma. Sounds like... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he doth goeth before and 
from whence he came, he was their death betrothed to the other with from Thothus. <laughs> spam, spam, spam. Luke 6. Oh, yes. 27. I knew we were getting to Luke. Nope. I'm going to skip ahead. Nope. 627. <laughs> but to you who are listening, this is from his Sermon on the Mount. In Luke, it's known as the Sermon on the Plain. Um, huh. Como? Interesting. But to you who are listening, I, I say, love your enemies. Air- aircraft back then. <laughs> Do good. They were way ahead of their time. This must be the message. This is the extra vibrant version. <laughs> that was for Scott. <laughs> you do have a quote downstairs, and it's the message. You're using oh, the message? Really? He said in judgment. I'll blame your wife for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to... Uh, it, it forced you to look at it, though. It did. It God spoke him, to you how he wanted him to. to consider Luke six twenty seven. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. To the one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from the one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic also. Give to everyone who asks you, and from the one who takes away your things, do not ask for them back. And just as you want people to do to you, do the same to them. And if you love those who love you, what kind of credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what kind of credit is that to you? Even the sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive it back, what kind of credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners so that they may get back an equal amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting back nothing and your reward will be great and you will be the son- be sons of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Well, isn't that challenging for this day and age? So don't file your tax returns. Don't, yeah. That's what I got out of it, yeah. for sure. That's, that's <laughs> instantly where I went to. So, uh, yeah, we got we to gotta ask a couple of basic questions, I guess. Uh, what is love? Uh, well, that, that's a great question. Is government, Baby, an, don't hurt is government considered a person, as Jesus is referring to here? Well, that, that's, a, that's a good question. In like America, that. the government's the people, Andy. Oh, yeah. what do you mean, you people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, one of the basic of the people. So, be- before we get into like governmental stuff, we we can ask some basic questions about just our daily lives. Um, so, from that passage, do we do we come to the conclusion that we can never ever do harm to anyone ever? Is that the conclusion from that passage? It sounds like it. Okay. So if is if, that an out? Well, <laughs> no, but, but, no, but okay. that, that's what that's what those these are the questions we need to ask and, so, and go down these certain trails because because if we can't even a- answer that question, yeah. then then like doing something at a government or national level is complete. Like we can't even get there yet. Yeah. Uh, are we called to protect people? Well, that that's that would be the that would be the uh, the be, next question because yes. then we have we have people who are are hungry and poverty stricken being more hungry and more poverty stricken and 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 the and population being added to that group of people because of actions yeah. that have been done by the government and therefore it's like how do you now step in 
and you just give to those people or do you go and stop the you know the leak that's happened that the government has created and once that's stopped then everything can go back and be restored financially speaking and that would certainly provide more yeah. for those that are hurting yeah or what if what if someone's robbing someone or like actively trying to kill somebody do you what from that passage from that from that passage do you is is the lesson there you you can't harm the person that's trying to kill somebody you you, you don't do anything so that i mean that's i think that's a legitimate it is it's a good uh, question. question uh and you can yeah. you can make it more personal what if someone if someone's harming your family what if yeah. someone's raping a woman and it's like you're trying to like you're like, you're like okay i'm going to i got to try to help but i can't hurt can't hurt the person what well, you know I, i'm just i'm not sure that that's actually i know that that's not what that passage is teaching <laughs> so uh well and and i'm not yeah. i, I want to be really like super careful in in how this is perceived because i'm not advocating for this but if you think about it just in terms like this gets used in just war theory a lot um or often but uh but in the ten commandments it doesn't say um thou shall not kill that is that is not the translation the word that is used is murder right right and and oftentimes that is cited as as a as a key differentiator, differentiator that um, that there's that there's a difference between murder and, and and killing. So in the examples that you're giving, where it, it is the defense of your family, for example, something like that. Right. So why I want to be careful with this, I'm not advocating for that right now. But but I think what you're calling out is um, if you walk that back a little bit, it seems to imply that there is uh, that there is not necessarily complete pacificity that's being if that is even a word it's it's not it's not a call to complete um passive passivity li- passivity yeah um pacificity Pacif- yeah pacifier i think that's what i said pacificity right <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> but if you have someone doing an awful atrocity to someone else and they're in the middle of doing that atrocity. What maybe, maybe like an impressive government so, keeping people under their foot and controlling what everybody does. So that that is like that's where you. I think what's so hard for for most people right now, why someone like my wife would ask her dad, like, it's because it feels like it's hard to tell. How, wait, is this as bad as I think it is? I think it's really bad. Right. Is it that bad? So I have a. And so, if we're Christians, like I don't think we've answered this question yet. So, no, so. I have a question that might help you guys get closer to an answer to the question: Is there a better argument for Christians rising up to physically resist a government than in the first century? In the in the I first saw, century, saw a meme about this. Um, you have you have Peter. Who definitely thinks <laughs> he tried? <laughs> he he definitely thinks that's what Jesus was about. Yeah, like yeah. That Jesus is the Messiah to lead. And in Old Testament terms, I could be awful. This is Zach's paraphrase. The Messiah was going to lead Israel to re- redemption or to overthrow their <laughs> to, oppressors to, to, to bring in the kingdom physically on the yeah, earth. Yeah. Physically, it was a political. It was a political and military overthrow. Yeah. And that's what Peter thought. 
I think it's possible John the Baptist thought that's what was happening in Jesus. Well, so so go, looking at the Old Testament prophecies, the Messiah does do that. It's just that it wasn't, they didn't realize that it wasn't meant to happen in the right. first century. So right. is there a better argument than that that had the opposite effect of Jesus being like, nope, that's not what I'm about. That's not what is happening than that period of time. Like we're so as Christians, well, I think a lot of a lot of Christians right now are really struggling with the government, so, and and some may, maybe even fringe elements are considering the idea, and maybe some were even in the Capitol yeah. the other day. But uh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I I think the reality lands uh, a little bit somewhere. I don't think we land on either either extreme, and I think Jesus defending uh, the prostitute is a good example like where he's stepping in and he's intervening and he's and he's effectively telling telling people to stand down right you have him proactively changing the situation rather than sitting back and going like well we should just allow this to happen like if they're going to throw the stone hand them the next stone like that's yeah. like well, that, and, right. and there, there's, that part doesn't exist there are in a few there. things going on there cuz like one of the questions is well where is the dude if they caught this woman in adultery, because you're supposed to have two or three witnesses, if they caught her in adultery, where's the man? How come the man's not there on trial with her? And why come they're not stoning her? Yeah. So there, there's there's the element Would of- Would the man have been on trial with her? I don't well, know. Well, but for the point, that, I, I don't think that matters. Well, I, I get where you're going, but that's not, is that as important right here? Like the, the important part is that you have Jesus interjecting into a situation okay. and, and, he's, yeah. and he's effectively short-circuiting the thing that's that's starting to occur here. So this is, it could be read as in contradiction to the Sermon on the Mount, where it is uh, kind of a a litany of pass uh, of passive yeah. activity, where you now have Jesus proactively stepping in and saying, "Actually, no, I'm going to invoke change, and I'm going to forcefully, more or less." Well, so that this is where I would speak for Zach and say, "Well, no, that it's not saying that you shouldn't be passive in that manner, because as long as you're." not doing violence and you're still loving, you're still being acting lovingly. Um, and if you can, especially if you can stop and stop something from happening without having to do violence to anybody, then that would be in line with the Sermon on the Mount. It's interesting. Is it loving to, to everyone involved? Wow. That's great. <laughs> but, but is I that, couldn't have said it better. I think, I think this is important because is it loving to everyone involved there? Well, that, this is the, well, this is the question Going back to Jeff's, Jeff's so those I feel like we're all looking for loopholes right now. Um, well, it goes back to Jeff's question of I what think, is love, and yes, who to whom should you love at what point in time? Yeah, and real quick, and how? And real, and how? Andy mentioned all the things in the Sermon on the Mount that do sound super peaceful. There is, um, I'm going to do a terrible job reiterating some things that parroting some things that other researchers have shown. There are a couple things in the Sermon on the Mount that are like a subversive way to resist and just show and to just expose the uh, ridiculousness of some of the practices, the turn the other cheek thing you strike when you strike somebody, if somebody strikes you, they'd be striking you with one hand, the, the hand that you hit down to condescend. If you turn your cheek in the day, you, you would, you would be forcing them to hit you as their equal because they'd be using, there's like a little bit in the language there that indicates that Jesus is saying, if you turn the other cheek, your act of submission there 
and they were to hit you back, they're they're saying you're the equal. Yeah, and, and even even in that, um, it's it's an in it's at the individual level, and not necessarily at right. the, the government. But it's, it's a very interesting um, example. To the people level, and and I think that that that's where that's where we need to take go going from personal um, uh, security or personal protection or protecting an individual from uh, a, a a particular act. Uh, and then going out larger. So if we like, we have the police. Do we want the police to be able to, uh, do things to people to take them into custody? Is it is it in the public interest? Is it or is it antithetic? Is it so antithetical to Sermon on the Mount or the Sermon on the Plain that you read that we shouldn't have? We shouldn't give the police the authority to use violence to subdue a violent suspect? I, I like that question. But before we answer the question of what Christians think others should do in the midst of this, I still want us to answer what should Christians do in the midst of this? Well, no, no but I, because it, we would be jumping. I, I don't want to jump to um, a conclusion because, because then we're just going to disagree on that. But if if we that's why this podcast exists. But but if but, <laughs> so but we if we disagree, <laughs> if we talk about kind of the elements that go into that, yeah, I don't think con- we're gonna conclusion. Um, so I'm not right? okay. I hear where you're going, but I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to guess that most of the people that listen to this podcast are not cops. And so while we can make guesses about what Christians should think about what cops should do. Maybe the more relevant thing is to think about what Christians should do. Well, no, no, okay. no, I think you're taking it, you're taking it the wrong way. So, as Christians, should we go, should we go and vote to to have cops not be able to do that based upon the Bible? So you can easily you can easily associate that with what Christians should do. Yeah, I got it, one because more because we're shaping society. Like this is how we're shaping that's, society. That's a piece of it is what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got one more example from the Sermon on the Mount, which is the uh, what's the walk a mile, carry another mile. Yeah, uh, if they ask you to go one mile, go with them too. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, the Romans had a rule where you you could. It was like to limit them could, from totally abusing the, their people that they were over. Yeah, and Jesus is like, no, keep carrying that thing because that way you're going to get them in trouble. That's right. They could ask them to take something one mile, but after that, it was right against no. the. Um, law. I just somehow spun spun that into walk a mile in their shoes, um, <laughs> which is my the way I do it. Uh, but if you if you go th- that extra mile and like no I got this you they can get in trouble from their superiors because they're breaking their rule and it's it's a little subversive way of of kind of exposing the rid- ridiculousness of the oppressor. Um, now that I don't know how that has direct correlation to anything that we're talking about here, but it, it's worth noting that Jesus Jesus found was finding ways to there's like little acts of nonviolent resistance. And I think that overall concept is key. Nonviolent resistance, because I, I make, I make the whole thing. I make Jesus, uh, death and resurrection or the, the death, particularly like where, where Peter cuts off the ear and he's like, Nope, I'm going to put that ear back. If I wanted to do this your way, I would have called down millions of angels yeah, um, but I'm not Viol- going to do it that violent way. Jesus. I, 
that's funny that you you pose it that way. I hadn't thought about it until now. Um, and that feels a little... I'm trying to figure out what the adge- adjective is that I want to use here, but... I'm sure Scott it, could come up with it. It feels a little dirty to, to like to, to say that like Jesus is going to uh, secretly F you over. Well, that's not what I'm saying. Well, he but, does. He well, does. The, sub, the subversive nature of it, though, yeah. if if the idea is, hey, go do this because you're going to get that guy busted. He that, does. He does do that. He does do that on a few occasions. And he tells the disciples to say, be as shrewd as serpents. So there, there, there are elements of that that Jesus teaches. I mean, he he uses sarcasm. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I think there's yeah he, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. He's not he's not like Mr. He's not Mr. Rogers. No, he's not Mr. Rogers. But can you imagine working with that person who is undermining you all the time? It's because you're in in a. It depends in, on how they do it. Well, yeah, in, I in that I know I hate in that, that guy. oppressive in that oppressive it's a guy. Uh, scenario. Uh, yeah, but I think Derek. I think one of the important things, and we we had we had a, a guest on a couple couple of episodes ago. Um, well, since, Andres, since you, Brandon Andrus, we had a Brandon Anderson, and he was kind of making the same thing about how Christians uh, we shouldn't be you know setting up a theocracy. And and my my point to him was that. Uh, well, I, I don't think that most Christians, like evangelicals, let's say, I don't think that most of them have the idea of setting up a theocracy in America. That they they're more looking at uh, creating a society that they want to live in, and if they have the ability to shape that society, then they should they should do that. And looking- which can have the fruit of being a de facto theocracy. But but they're not. But the point is that they're not. I don't, I don't think that they're trying to set up a theocracy. That they'd be more in line with, uh, more of a the constitutional side where the government's not making, uh, is not establishing a church. So I I just I don't I don't see the direct correlation with your your first century question of, of doing doing war, uh, to bring about, uh, God's kingdom, and and. Uh, directly uh, using that for today because I don't think that that's what the people today would be I trying to do. Most now, people you know. are not trying to do that. I, I agree with you. Um, but the idea of first century Jesus followers um, mi- having missing what Jesus was there to do if there was an argument for Jesus using violence, it would have been prior to the cross. And he, he, he kind of alludes to it. If, if my kingdom yeah. was of this world, basically I would act like this world. I got, I got shitloads of angels. Yeah. I could rain down fire and, but, and destroy my enemies right here, but, but that's yeah. not what I'm here to do. Because he was there. He was there so that he would be crucified because he had to be right. crucified. To and defeat he called, sin he and called his followers to yeah. take up the cross and follow him. And I think yeah. That is what makes following Jesus so difficult is that that is actually the narrow path of of nonviolence, of self-sacrifice, of loving your enemies, all that stuff. If we could come up with a million examples, I'll tell you right now, if somebody comes into my house, I would hope the outcome is the person leaves, we're okay, somehow 
things are okay without blood being shed. If you're forcing me to choose, I know whether it's not going to be a thought. It's going to be an instinct. I will take, I will shed blood to protect my family. Um, we could do that all day, but that's, that's still, that would be, that's still going to be heartbreaking. I'm going to be traumatized over that. Well, yeah. And I may never heal from that because Mm -hmm. it's not the way the kingdom works. And I don't have a good, I don't have an answer for like how to navigate that situation in the moment. Right. So it feels like a lot of these, we're like looking for loopholes in this Sermon on the Mount when I think that's why it's such, it's such heavy content that I've got, I got two cents, maybe five. (laughs) There's a a movie with Sean Penn and Timothy Robbins. um, Tim Robbins. Uh, oh my gosh! I am Sam. No, 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 no. And and uh, Sean Penn's character is he's like he's the thug of his neighborhood, and Timothy Robbins, um, he there was something that happened, and somebody Sean Penn lost his daughter, and somehow Timothy Robbins gets blamed possibly for it, and and ultimately Sean Penn takes out. Timothy Robbins in the movie and because he thinks that or he doesn't even he doesn't even he almost doesn't even think that maybe he didn't do it but he kills him anyway he doesn't and I guess my point my point is that we know we see evil happening we see evil things that are bad and they're happening to people to their families financially to businesses the things that are normal in our lives and and the evil is coming from somewhere and we know it it's not that we're guessing like Sean Penn's character and he's just like I'm I'm taking this person out you don't see evil there you're just like well I just I'm going to assert my you know what I feel is my authority but we are Christians and when we see evil like today I see evil and the problem is the two sides of this are a bullet or brotherhood. And the problem is the government has cut off connection, which creates that brotherhood. And so if I could have Governor Gavin Newsom in front of me, where people would be like, I just want to put a bullet in this person's brain to stop we, we, all this. I want to cut that out. No, no, no. The, but no, he said I'm saying, some, he said I'm some saying say. what, what, what people like people are so irate. They're like you're ruining our lives. You're the you're the evil that's speaking this, and you're the reason that people's restaurants have been shut down. And, and so it's like nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to like end someone's. Well, we don't want to end someone's life. Like even if they were to break into our home, we don't want to end someone's life. It's that's catastrophic. It tears everything apart. Um, we want brotherhood. Like if I could have. <laughs> Governor Gavin Newsom in front of me be like I we need connection like go like when there's when there's Have bad some wine at his winery yeah with him. <laughs> when there's when there's you know terrible like hurricanes and stuff the president and and the governors and stuff people go and visit that area they talk with the people like what can we do but there was no connection it was just from afar and uh, the I guess the the hope would be that how come you're not visiting businesses people that like they're you're putting them out of business. They have no life anymore. 
And so you're caught between our Christian response is to put out evil. And for many would say, it's the governor and you have brought evil and you're imposing it on people that don't deserve it and they can't fight and you're taking that away from them. And so they're helpless. Well, as Christians, we're to fight against that. And and if and so I can't go and get in front of you know the governor and say, hey, people are hurting, and you're not even responding to the fact that people are hurting. You're passively like, we're so sorry, we're so yeah, sorry. I like that you've up leveled this though, and it is it is the Christian's response to what we perceive as evil in the world, and and I think I think what you've kind of really done a good job of crystallizing this as a question is so what what is the christian's response to evil in the world is the christian's response to evil in the world always passive i think that uh and this Did you say oh, always passive is it always passive question mark oh or uh teaser for the next episode that's gonna gonna come out when uh when you are someone who's going to actively infiltrate sex trafficking rings uh, listener, this is a teaser. Next episode might be coming out. Oh, I thought I thought that episode's already out. Just kidding. It just came out. And it was great. So when you listen to that episode, you know. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Sorry, we got some housekeeping to do. That was my bad. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, or it but, might have been mine. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> but I think, I think it is. I, I think that's the right question to, to ask is. Your point's the same. When, when we as Christians encounter evil or what we perceive to be evil um what what do jesus's words from the servant on the on the mount mean how do those like what 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 would jesus's uh what what is his position when uh other countries step in to try to eliminate genocides would he say no that's a very good question right like, and, and so and so it might might be maybe the question has to get the next, the next question has to get more specific. So, is it always passive or is it um, um, always nonviolent? Pass uh, or or just have the the, the nonviolent I'm, aspect. I'm picking extremes here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But because I'm, if you say because you could be you could be interventionist but not violent. Yeah, I, I'm picking mm-hmm. extremes here. But eventually, like what I what I think is good to come back to is what most people encounter. You're living the life that most most of us are, and you're a Christian that may feel internal conflict. How do I deal with this as a Christian, as someone who's trying to follow Jesus? What is the right response in the midst of what I'm experiencing right now? And I think that's that's a really I think it's a hard question, and frankly, I think it's a hard question because it's hard for us to to put a clean definition on if, if what is happening right now is evil or not. So that and that's that is a we need to define uh, when we should step in and not because if right and what right it, now and what might it looks, not I don't know that and what it looks like right, and what stepping in looks like. What does that right, mean? Right now might not be the right time, but put yourself back in uh, I don't know the 1200s or whatever. So when you the first crusade. Yeah. So you have the Muslims taking over Europe, and the like the Christians they're they're just they're sitting by doing nothing, and 
so do you let the Muslim just keep keep going into Europe? Yeah. So there comes a point where it's going to be at your door, and what do you do? So here's here's don't respond evil with evil, and I know that's super that that is biblical. That's the biblical mandate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I recognize that that is vague. What is evil? People are going to have different definitions. Right. If you're be, if evil is being done to you and you're trying to resist that, how do you not do evil back? I don't know the answers to that. So, well, but, 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 it, but it goes back. It goes back to my, the first point. The first point. If someone breaks into your house, do you let them do whatever and, and not it, it, to the point where you don't do evil? Like, so that, that becomes problematic pretty quick how did how right. did the if we're, we're christians and we believe jesus was the representation of god how did god exercise his power on this earth as a man a number of ways how it, was his kingdom inaugurated um, this is gonna be super frustrating and i trust me this <laughs> frustrates the hell out of me i know but, but i mean that but you're going literally you're going to the you're going to the kingdom i'm not i'm not necessarily convinced that this discussion you do a hypothetical is about the nobody, kingdom. Nobody was rolling question. in to rape Jesus' so, wife and kill his kids. Here's, here's we what don't I think, have an actual... Yeah, very, I think we're, we're looking di- for loopholes. No, no, no. I think we've diverted too far from what's relevant to what most people encounter. I most, want an most, answer to my hypothetical, though. Yeah, but you... From all of you. You have to get in line. <laughs> he, he, he rained down fire on put, Sodom and Gomorrah. Put your question on the board, and when he, we get he brought to it... The, he brought the flood... Um, if you're talking specifically no, about the incarnate, you're not answering my question if, if, because I, that's what I'm saying. If you're talking, it's not if, comfortable. No, the answer is my I, question. I'm saying if you're talking specifically about the incarnate Jesus, I will answer your question, Andy. He, no, you if won't. you're talking, if you're talking specifically about when Jesus was incarnate, he he inaugurated his kingdom by healing, by casting out demons, by healing the sick. According to Paul, yeah, yeah. When did when did when did the kingdom okay, of God come? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was thinking about Andy and you. I, okay, I confess I was wrong right there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you just <laughs> Andy. Uh, but uh, but the king the, but the kingdom is not fully actualized yet, and it's, and and that doesn't happen until Jesus defeats all of his enemies, and and so so yes. The, the can I draw you back to what I said though? I I got all that. Okay. Which which is well the que- it, it was it was a. It, it's yeah. turn the other cheek. Is well, your child lost in a classroom? Basically. Is that <laughs> stupid YouTube ads? I had it all queued up. It was ready to go. Uh, well, you can get ready. Um, G- Jesus doing what he did, like the kingdom of God being inaugurated, like God exercising his power. I know that. Okay, reboot. Um, this the is kingdom- Zach's great reset. Okay, yes, the brain reset. Um, Paul talking about... I don't know that game, man. It's easy, dog. All you got to do is say front hand or back hand. Oh, okay, great. Is that Key and Peele? <laughs> Bam, I got you, sucker. <laughs> yeah. Turn again, the- do it again, do it again. Oh, okay. Turn okay. the other cheek. Uh, I see how it is, Come man. on, man. Come on, you know that was funny. Backhand. Huh? It's still my move, right? I choose backhand this time. Really? Backhand! That was the N word. 
Oh. Look, Ty, I'm sorry, but I ain't sorry. You know what I mean? I mean, you asked for it. I mean, you literally asked for it. Front hand! <laughs> what? No. Why you want to hit? Got it! I figured it out! Front hand! No, backhand! Backhand! No, look, look, dude. Hey, if you want me to slap you across the face, backhand, I'll do it, okay? Don't think I won't do it. But, but you know that I'm f with you, right? I mean, there ain't no game called front hand, backhand. As soon as I get good at front hand, back hand, you want to stop playing. Play what, man? <laughs> I made it up so I can smack you in the face. I'm about to smack you in the face as soon as it's my turn. Backhand! <laughs> there ain't no turns, because it ain't no game. You ain't got no game, backhand! <laughs> <laughs> Knocked him out of Came his shoes. Out of his out of shoes. shoes. <laughs> I think that's really what Jesus was talking about. I yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly that's exactly it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, sorry. I've been holding on to that clip for about 10, 20 minutes. I know. You least. had you had some clip uh over tension <laughs> need to release. It needed to release. Yeah. Zach, you were saying <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh Paul, we could, Paul said when Jesus inaugurated the kingdom. Well no well that was that was kind of like a secondary thought of Jesus, the kingdom coming, the inauguration of God's kingdom is the death and resurrection of Jesus. Is that a well, thing? It, it's par- it's partially. It's partially because it's not... Like, is that when it started? I'm not saying it's if everything is done, all right. that stuff. It started, before, it started before when he, he casts out demons, because he, he says, if you see me cast out demons and healing the sick... He's kind of showing the kingdom is here now. Right, right. right. And, and and then another aspect is the, is the death, burial, and resurrection. And then the final aspect will be at the end when he defeats sin and death. Yeah, right. and I think, so the kingdom of God being around you, I think you can operate within and without the kingdom, like within any day. Like you can be operating moment, within the kingdom yeah. of God and you could be outside the kingdom of God based on your behavior. And that kingdom, I think... The kingdom, I hate the word, I hate using the word, but value, values, the the narrow path. I don't know. I guess my conclusion is um, if you're going to be a Christian and act, try to act like Jesus, it's when you do it well, it's going to often look like you losing politically, even in relationships. The, the way the world operates is peace through force. And um, getting things like, especially with states, we're talking about the government and being frustrated with government behavior, as Peter was in the first century. You're you're looking for that out, and that out is violence. That's and, interesting. Jesus' love was self-sacrificial, but uh, were there instances where it was sacrificial of others? <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah, go ahead. Continue to be. Continue to be. Uh, persecuted and uh uh whatever whatever else is happening to no, you. I know. I I'm it's it's a really it's tough. Yeah. Well, because be, self-sacrifice could be like, I'm I'm going to in in trying to that's agape stop, love, right? Stop somebody. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm going to give myself up and the person doing the violence might end up getting hurt and I'm okay with that. So it, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to circle it back cuz I think where we've seen the most like relevant 
examples of this currently are how do churches respond in the midst of orders to shut down, right? And mm-hmm. and even within our own church of like having these kind of internal debates as like one of the overseers, we have these we've had these debates. It's not a it is not has not been a one hundred percent vote anytime we've made these decisions. But uh when it comes to things like uh interpreting where uh, I forget what the passage is. I think it's in, is it in first Peter where it talks about uh, the, the authorities that are, are uh, on earth and how we respect authorities. Anyway, Romans, that Romans 13 was it Romans 13. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I dug into that a little bit. I read, um, I read Jeff's favorite person, MacArthur. Yes. And, and one of their grace one, to you, Jeff, grace to you, Jeff. One of the distinctions that was made there was... Oh, was, no, sorry. McCarthy. That's how he yeah, knows him. Yeah. <laughs> McCarthyism. Uh, one, of the, one of the distinctions was made was... was um, what's being talked about there by, by Paul is that... Uh, is God has ordained the government over governmental things. So, yeah, and that's a not, good question. And it's not yeah. over... And, and the, the intention of that is that is it, they are not uh, given authority over spiritual things or things of worship or things of God. Def, definitely not over the, the cultic practices, definitely. But then we've got we've to make a distinction between what those practices are and what the things of the government are, because sometimes they can, they can, that line can be blurred. It can be, but let's just go yeah. with like the 80-20 rule for now. And and just say cool. Like m- most of this is is really is really about what is what is the church's response to uh, a government making a decree on what it should or should not do, right? And and then we get into other things that are more um, more uh, morality based, um, and you have to decide if that is part of what you're going to include in your worship practices. So, like abortion or homosexuality, totally. Or, but or I want to make sure, or something like that. and I think all those things are good and they're they're worth discussing. But to try to like set some guardrails to the topic, which because it, what it really came down to was discussions on: Do you remain open as a church? If that means defiance, and it's passive defiance. There's no there's no active or uh, you know aggressive violence occurring in this act. Um, but it is defiant. And so as a Christian, do you, do you show defiance or subversion? I don't know. You can, however you interpret it, mm-hmm. but I think that's actually the, maybe the most relevant, uh, topic that is affecting at least Americans, probably lots of other countries are in the same boat too, right? How, how do, um, Americans, uh, encounter that and, and, and what is, what is the most proper response what is that a Christian thing to say? Uh, we are going to stay open, regardless of what Very the difficult. what the government says. We're going to defy the government to stay open. Very difficult. And then people say, "Well, if you if you're going to love like Jesus, then you wouldn't stay open because you're putting people in in harm's way," which kind of pisses me off. I think that's. I think that. <laughs> I think that that's clear. That conflict is what makes this especially tricky but 
but um just speaking keeping it to the government aspect yeah yeah is that is it is it is it christ-like to is stay that a, open in in for lack of a better in, term is that a good christian response i'm gonna answer your question with a question no god <laughs> no no what did answer all the questions of questions just answer the question I need I need the question rephrased, and while you're queuing that up, was more key and peel? Yeah, what was the uh, what what was going on with the early martyrs, the Roman thirteen thing? Paul was ultimately exiled um, for apparently not always obeying the authorities, um, preaching and, where he wasn't supposed to be preaching. And showing up into towns and just getting arrested also, immediately, right? But yeah, so this goes in a lot of different directions, and also the the early martyrs that that died for Christ. It's like what was going on there? Was it because they were following in, instructions? Um, no, but were they also putting up, you know, like a violent overthrow attempt? You know, it's it's a there's like a lot going on in in multiple directions to chew on, but no, I'm not suggesting violent overthrow. So right. let's just set that one right, aside. But even Jesus like went against small, the grain. A small so version his, of that, and so did the apostles. I mean, yeah, constantly. What was your question, Andy? Can you give it to me distilled for somebody that's had three and a half drinks? <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll make it super crystal clear. Uh, because I think this is the most relevant topic for, or that most Christians struggle with in a, in the U.S. today. I'll just pick the U.S. Whether or not it happens el- elsewhere, there are no other Christians. Is it a Christian response for a church to defy government mandates to close and remain open for worship services, uh, regardless of what the what the Government says. Maybe. And I will caveat that with, I think Christians should um, really back off the idea that you need to be in a building to be the church. And and you, you gather. True, you, you but can, you get you get together. And, and I'm, Gavin Newsom, just taking our state's governor, he's not a Christian. Well, I don't and, care about and that. And therefore, no, but therefore he, he doesn't, he doesn't act like a Christian. No, let me t- let me finish my answer and then and then yeah I'll be done. Um, the church to most Christians in America, and I'm doing some assuming here. I'm being general. Church to most Christians to most Christians in America is going to a building where ninety to ninety five percent of the budget is spent on. Okay. Maintaining that building and the staff in there. I get where, I get where you're going. <laughs> and, just and, just know that whatever at the end of your point here, it will still exist for your home church that you're describing. <laughs> the same rule will, will apply. Well, okay, it, it will because it's multiple households in one place. So no it, it, churches should not listen to mandates that are brought gosh, down. Thank you, Jeff. Gosh, <laughs> ever for answering a it's question? Never, ever. It yes. still doesn't apply because you've used your turn, Zach. You had your moment <laughs> because I reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. You're in the negative. People, someone time. tell me that you can't be Point with another person or sing together. Point no, we're not listening your, to them. Even in your homeschool house <laughs> church, the government has shut it down. Your homeschool house church. <laughs> um, 
so welcome, e- Uncle Pastor even Dad. If the houses are separate. You have the technology to be online and do church, and it, it it's shitty. I don't think it's ideal, and I wish it would stop. And I think you're I, dodging the question. I'm directly answering the question. Would you that, say a loophole, Andy? <laughs> I think that I, Zach is trying to make church not a. It's not. We don't have to go to a place. What the government's telling us to do, we it actually wouldn't even apply because church can be That's us Zach, just being. Yeah, come on. Let's yeah, yeah, okay. When Jesus said the kingdom of God is all around you, he didn't know Zoom existed, so he that doesn't count. Yeah, there, there's, I, I go, yeah, yeah, well played. <laughs> However, that goes way bigger than Zoom. Uh, that you you have a an opportunity to like Skype be the church wherever you are. You are a little. You're if you believe in Jesus, you're this little temple that is uh, connected to connected the, the to greatest temple. How is it connected to? Because even Paul said one of the ways it's connected to is around people and in yes. houses and together. And I would say that's that's what humans need to thrive. Yes. Um, Corporate worship is in no uncertain terms described throughout the Bible and the value of being together with other believers. Paul is super consistent in that. In his letters, he describes, I'm not there with you. I'm writing to you and it's good to write to you, but I wish I was there. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not, I wish mm-hmm. I could just continue writing to you, which was right. bi- and, biblical days versions of Zoom. And the internet is is a tool to disconnect people. People think yeah. it isn't, but it is a tool to yeah. make sure that you do not have brotherhood. I think the internet's like a gun. It, it, can, yeah. be a, it can be an, a, yeah. a thing that is neutral and used for, to provide for your family. And it can also be used for great evil. Yeah, the internet doesn't disconnect people. People disconnect people. That's right. Using Thank you internet. for using the internet. Yes. Uh, uh, and Paul said, Paul said, don't forsake the gathering of the saints together. Yep. Uh, and Paul didn't have Zoom. Uh, but having a house church. Um, That's a no-no. You can't, yeah, you can't do that. You can't sing um, indoors. Um, those things become problematic when the government is overstepping its bounds. Um, and sure, some people might have a misconception about what church is, okay? And there, uh, I mean, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. There's and, examples of Christians getting together and in countries where it's not cool to be a Christian. And by cool, yeah. I mean... It's really not okay. China, you will go to you will go to prison for a long, long time if if you are yeah. a Christian. And just just uh, this, I, I think don't know last if that's true week, right now. Oh, it's a hundred percent true. Like, yes, they they let Christians do Christian things. I don't know if it's consistent, but well, you you you, you, you use the so. I'm CCP Bible my way right now. Yeah, you use the CCP translation. Um, but, That's the Christian Chinese people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. Uh, yeah, the Sheshuan scriptures. <clears throat> I don't know. Mm. It was lame. Sorry. <laughs> it was worth a shot. I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to work. I don't know. Express it to this somehow. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm failing. <laughs> let's, hey, let's get ourselves hey, canceled let before me, we're ever. Let me a go thing. back to the uh, the bullet or brotherhood. I think the Christian response certainly is not a bullet. Um, and I think that pulls us the, the, like being so frustrated and angry and people leaning into those thoughts. Um, 
is pulling us out of really walking with Christ. And it's the government and the decisions that are being made and the scenarios that are have happened over the last 10, 11 months that have tried to pull um, admittedly, I've fallen right out of my mm. you know seat following Christ. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am I am angry. I'm I'm frustrated f- that I have to see this pain and suffering that that is mm. going on. And and it the answer is to like, I'll take this. I mean, that has to be the Christian response. It certainly can't be like an eye for an eye. Like you've ruined people's lives, so you're going to die. It's like actually if ever that person, let's say the, these governors who shut things down, um, were to then stand with you and you told them this story and they knew the story you went through, you'd be like, well, why didn't you shoot me? It'd be like those, that's the moment that you maybe capture that person in Christ and be like, there is something greater than the government that you're a part of. And, you know, it's, it's something to, because I, I have said it before, I'm like, you know, you know, with the governor and it's certainly not something that I would ever do, but people, you know, talk about things that they're like, I want to do this cause I'm pissed off, but ultimately I want that. Yeah. I want brotherhood with this person who is seems to be casting evil on people. You feel, you, you feel the frustration and, and it comes from a place of what, what are my options? How do I, how, how do, do I, I res- help? How do I respond to this? Right. Because you feel helpless. Absolutely. Right. Right, right now there's not actual, uh, shutdown of churches and persecution. Like, uh, there's, there, there's been a couple examples of, of big churches gathering, but in terms of people meeting in homes, a, a few families meeting together, uh, the government isn't enforcing that, and actually constitutionally right. really can't. So any government, any state mandates of like don't don't meet in houses, like they can't actually enforce that. And if they do, there's going to be a ton of lawsuits. In countries where it's actually enforced, where you can't meet and be the church, like I, I'm not saying don't meet and be the church. I'm saying there there might be a temporary like okay, let's do this reasonably we're really scared of this virus let's do the zoom thing it's not ideal it sucks honestly but we'll get through this but for places that and if it ends up being like that here which i don't foresee but if it if it for places where it's actually like the government will go into your home and arrest you because you are meeting and you're you're doing an unauthorized church service yeah the the answer is meet meet in secret do it and you might you might suffer the consequences. You might go to your grave and you do it carrying across the whole way. Yeah. Uh, the Zoom thing is not working. It is not working for at, at any level, whether you choose for work, church, or education. Um, and the statistics do not... Uh, it's not working in what sense? Churches are... Church attendance and engagement has declined... So more fin- than the stock market will in six months. So, fin- <laughs> so financially, it's not working for the current American church model. Uh, what you have is people being no, not just financially. You have people being disconnected and no longer engaging. I do like the cynicism though. in the in the church. Zach, very good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, that that part is nice. But but what you have, it's it's not that they've gone somewhere else to to engage in um a, in Christian spiritual community. It is that they've 
they've stopped yeah. and it's and it is related to the disconnect so i wholeheartedly reject the I idea I, I reject the idea that that uh zoom is a substitution that is that has proven itself to be an experiment that is successful um that in, was not in just to be clear i'm not making that argument I was saying temporarily, maybe it's a stand-in for a minute. Zoom's Zach, like a gr- Zoom's like a great c- communication tool, like McDonald's is a healthy food. Zach is in the pocket of Big Zoom. Hey, and McDonald's has salads. If you have invested in Zoom, if you're getting money I from would them, not be in Zoom right now. Um, we should That's get some ZM, of that coming Tickerson. back on this podcast yeah. because or is the ad sponsored? Yeah. Big Zoom anyway, is a verb. So, in my yeah, By I the way, if you yeah. want to sign up, it's nineteen ninety five per month, and this <laughs> yeah, use our promo price. code. Uh, so, so I, 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 I keep pushing back on that because, uh, as someone like as an overseer who sees numbers in church and sees how things are affecting churches, and and having people on our board who are really connected to uh, lots of other churches across the nation, and and get a lot of this direct feedback from all these different churches. The overall story is um, this experiment is failing. People are, are uh, it's a cliche, are falling away, but, but attendance, <laughs> uh, attendance is regressing and it is not attendance that is regressing from an individual church because they're going somewhere else. It is that they are going nowhere. And, uh, and I, don't think, I don't think it's a stretch to say that when people become disconnected from others, um, in whatever sense, like this is a human thing. When you become disconnected from others, you can become disconnected from shared beliefs. Not always, I, I uh, not always, but in general, like those are things that fuel us. And that's why we see so many points in the Bible. Like <laughs> it's crazy, but those, those scriptures clearly understood who humans were as, as people and as spiritual beings. And that we, that, that there's interconnectedness that is a big key part of our spirituality. Even the apostles needed oh, to have their people with them. Yeah. It's biology. Yep. Yeah. It gets a, down. A baby, it, you could feed a baby and every, you can give it all the nutrients it needs, but if it doesn't have human contact, it, a newborn baby will not survive. Exactly. And so um, I, I'm, I'm losing the thread a little bit here because I've, I've kind of spoken too long on this. Yeah, yeah. But I think the, I think the point is, <laughs> <laughs> I know. So. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but but I think the point is that that um, that it that it isn't just about uh, trying to define church as a place that exists within a building. Right. It is defining church as a place uh, where people are able to be engaged in in genuine relationship, connection, fellowship with each other. It's, it's the congregation. Well, and yeah. and and I thought about this too. Like it's so if the church is the body of Christ, um. Christ's bride, um, it's not unreasonable to imagine that the husband will defend the bride. And he will. And, yeah. and so, and so that's like that, that's the other piece, the connection that I thought of like, okay, so what is that? What is defending the bride look like? When killing 500,000 Iraqi women and children. I'm just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So, so, so do you want to, you want to know what it looks like? Yes. Oh, I, I do. I tell you. I tell you right now. Mira. Look it. Okay. So this is this is what it this is what it looks like. Wait. <clears throat> Let me put on my glasses. I'm getting old. Scott has a folder on his phone called Bride. Yeah. And so like, he had to scroll through a minute. He's got some perspective. All right. 
candidates first, in addition to all the yeah. biblical verses. I mean, I got to swipe. I got to swipe a couple times. All right, the Second Thessalonians. <laughs> now, did you swipe left or right for this one? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> this is Second Thessalonians one three through. Um, so whenever I finish. Uh, <laughs> whenever I say it is. Uh, so um, the so the 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 church is being persecuted. Um, uh, I'll just start at verse uh, four. Therefore, we ourselves speak proudly of you among the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in the midst of all your persecutions and afflictions which you endure. This is a plain indication of God's righteous judgment, so that you will be considered worthy of the kingdom of God, for which indeed you are suffering. For after all, it is only just for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to give relief to those who are afflicted and to us as well when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. That's a really good Scott verse. That, and the it, timing is the part that's a little tricky, right? It, well, it's... Like, so when... Right. We don't do it. Yeah. We don't do it. And I think, Jeff, you mentioned that a little bit earlier. We don't take an eye for an eye, but that doesn't mean that we can't establish and um, uh, have the government um, do some sort of punishment, which is what Romans 13 talks about. Uh, but we don't take vengeance. And But the reason but why- the government can? Well, it's, well we, so we got to define vengeance. Is, so the government can- do punishments for people committing crimes. And I, th- I think that's reasonable. I, we want that. I'm advocating, I don't, it's not loving to uh, advocate that the government stop punishing people for doing crimes. But vengeance is something different where we go and we, outside of the law, outside of, of due process, uh, that we would go and, and uh, take vengeance. But in, in the passage where it says, um, uh, don't take vengeance. Don't take revenge. You, the next, the next sentence is because you need to leave room for the for the vengeance from God, right? Yeah. So, so that's the context of us not taking vengeance. First, we don't know all the details. We we can't get it right. We need two or three witnesses, and we there, there's a there's a process. There's a, a government that can yeah. handle that. Do you draw process. a line? Yeah. Do you draw a distinction between vengeance and defense? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, the vengeance vengeance would be after the fact, but uh, what we have um, uh, in when in, in I think it's Exodus, so it, it kind of gives um, some guidelines. Like if someone breaks in your house and it's still dark, and and you 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 strike them and they die, there's no blood on your hands. But mm-hmm. if 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 the day has come, if the if the day has come, um, meaning like if if now you can you 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 can see that they're not a threat to you. But and then you strike them. Well, then now their blood's on your hands. That was Ricky. Ricky stole my yeah, Xbox. Ricky, Ricky, Bob, Bob. Ricky, you stole my Xbox. Especially if it was the Ricky. New did Xbox. you steal my Xbox? <laughs> if it was the new Xbox, yeah. it's like yeah, definitely. Ricky, that was that my new Xbox. You cannot find that anywhere. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, come over here. Yeah. So there, there's definitely the there's definitely a difference between vengeance and and self defense. Right, and well, I think the whole Old Testament and the law there, there's a a presumption of self defense. Um, and private property where where we're, we don't just allow people to right. harm us or our family. Because if you allow people to harm your family, then you're not loving your family. So if you operate under the assumption that the church is under persecution, 
If it's then that puts us in the present tense, which which begs the question: What is defense of the church yeah, in the midst and, of persecution? And so, so that that's I, a tricky one for me, um, I, and I struggle with this. It seems that in, we all do. It seems that in the New Testament, that under persecution is the time when we shouldn't respond with violence, long suffering. Mm-hmm. Other times, it's not it's not so clear. But when we're being persecuted. I it seems that the evidence is that pray for those who persecute you is that we that we good, that we take those it who spite you. that we take the persecution which which is 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 paradoxical it's cuz that's what Jesus did well but but it but it would be a distinction between in times of persecution and I know and, that's and what not you just times did but in, in, in persecution in times of ultimate persecution right Jesus right Literally laid right. down his that, life. That's what that's what the New and Testament. Evidence I realize that there are a, a lot of open threads that can be pulled. I want to land this plane by getting to the consumption protocol. Before we do that, can I just say, I just I just want to wrap up. Um, just what I was thinking there. I thought it, you just did, but go ahead. I, yeah, sorry. Thank go you. ahead and wrap up again, Scott. Yeah, okay, thanks. go ahead. Um, no, that's fine. Just wrap uh, up. <laughs> it's just it's it's um, having a distinction between. Us being persecuted, and say, for example, um, uh, we know that Hitler is rounding up Jews and gypsies and homosexuals and and a whole bunch of other people. We know that that's happening. Do we do we go? Oh well, we can't we can't respond to that, or we know that a genocide is taking place. So you kind of asked that earlier. Do, do we do we say oh the sex trafficking yeah do I just or, sit back and pray or do or yeah the, for the person that we interviewed do do they intervene yeah and, and and so do we say hey out of love we're we're not going to stop this genocide we're not going to lay down our life to try to stop this genocide I'm not I that's why I I make the distinction between t- in times of persecution for us and then when someone else is potentially we know we know something's going on i i don't think it's the loving thing to do to just sit by and and not intervene in that way even if it includes killing someone i mean kind of taking that example of someone's in your house yeah. trying to harm your family gotcha yeah. right i got gotcha. you yeah. that's really good i i could talk forever on this i could kind of like that song that's still going on there's this one church there's this one yeah that song i could sing of your love forever that song is still being sung by the twenty-four hour praise yeah. choir, yeah, yeah, right. over in Portland, Maine, over oh, yeah. mountains mm-hmm. yeah. and sweaty balls. Whoa, that was di- that's not part of the song. Direct, direct. Uh, we'll edit that out. Yeah. That was violence being done to this yeah. whole podcast. Jeff. That guy breaks the uh, the norm of English people singing with American accents. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he. Yeah, it just shows American sovereignty. Sighing of your consumption, life. Zach. That's intentional. Yeah. Like w- when a worship leader intentionally sings with an accent, that is oh violence being done to the American <laughs> church. Someday I want to make a fake audio plugin that churches can use. And the the way that it'll work, there'll be several dials and you are, can. Are di- you sure you want to say this now? Somebody might steal it. No. 
I know. This is a great idea. Have I told it to you? Have I told it to you? Go for it. Yeah, you have. It's great. Well, now I have it. Like it'll be. uh, It's it's in the world. Copyright twenty twenty one. Copyrighted. Yeah, this is like when you mail yourself something, right? Like hoverboard. Do it. (laughs) Like the hoverboard. (laughs) Okay, so there's one dial, and the dial could say Hillsong, and you want to extra Hillsong up the song. Then uh, you put this on the vocals, and is as you it, this tur- isn't Carl Lentz Hill song. No, no, no. This is a. This oh. is a uh, yeah. Uh, it would be. Is, it'll be the best worship Australia. set ever. This is Brian this Houston. Is Australia. Hillsong. Yeah, Joel Houston, uh, Australia. And so as you as you start to dial it in to more Hill song, you hear you could just hear the person being like, "In Jesus name, in 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 Jesus name." Yep. And then there's it. another one that has a set of like faders, and as you roll the faders up, the you put this on acoustic guitars, and the acoustic guitars slowly get uh, uh, faded out, and it fades in heavy duty synthesizers that change. And now you That's have yourself so your uh, modern worship plugin. And if we only were on YouTube which we will be someday. Stay tuned for that teaser. You would have seen Andy's intricate hand motions yeah. Oh, yeah. doing dials yeah. and faders like up he, and down. Yeah, yeah. I think that's DJ. a great idea. Yeah. Some churches just do it like naturally where they just, the singers just kind of take on that. Yeah. Well, you, they, second time I said that in the show. And the and for the rest of them, that plugin will be out next month and you can uh, get a subscription so that you too can properly worship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, preemptively before we cons- we talk about what we are consuming, uh, th- there's a lot of loose ends that could be pulled, a lot of th- um, threads in the sweater that could be pulled on this conversation you could tell us at Bros Bibles Beer on all the socials, Bros Bibles Beer at gmail.com and uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. We're wherever podcasts are. Tell your friends. And uh, what are you consuming, Andy? And if you listen on other podcast software apps, you or actually, if you don't, you're missing out on some of the great podcast artwork that we have for every single episode. That's true. We forget to mention that. Which That's on Spotify. Eventually, it gets to Pocket Cast, which I use. Overcast. It, it is does very it. cool art. It does it. Well, you do great. Does it not go to Apple or the... So, nope. it does go to Apple in that I have to change it for the entire podcast. Yeah. But if you go back, if you have, if you basically don't use Apple, it's pretty much anything except for Apple Podcast, you will get a chance to see all the lovely artwork that I've done. And I try to be really clever with that. The last one was, the, good. was the guy from... Uh, the NASCAR prayer who said boogity boogity boogity. Amen. <laughs> Amen. A woman. And uh, I replaced the NASCAR logo with a woman instead of NASCAR. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it does show up on Google Podcast, the art- artwork. Uh, but d- does it show all of the different episodes? If you go to previous episodes, is it different? No. No. So, gosh, suck it, Google. Spotify will do it, which is probably a pretty easy one. Overcast will do it. And you said which one? Pa- Pocket casts. Pocket casts. All yeah. right. Consumption. And the artwork is great. I think it's a, it's a great uh, differentiator. Every episode ha- for the last dozen or so has had their own artwork. And thank you, Andy, for that. It's Starting with Jesus Jump Shot. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff has just seen it for the first time. So fantastic. You should look at our podcast more often, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, what are you consuming? Uh, <coughs> sorry. Uh we finished up Better Call Saul. It was fantastic. Uh, but I watched Tenet last night. 
What? I watched Dude. it. Dude. Dirty I pirate it. hooker. What the heck? Uh, sorry. We talked about this. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I had to... You guys mentioned it, so I watched it. I It was 9.30 last night, and everybody was going to bed, so I'm like, I'm done. And doing do you this. feel the need to watch it again, or are you done? I'm hurt. I'm done. It was... It was challenging at times to follow. I understood, but I'm like, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was uh, good. Uh, it was good. No, I'm not. It was a good. It was a good movie. Uh, the I followed Inception much better than Tenet. Okay, that's it's, funny it's, because it's you said you had it, no idea what was going on in Inception. <laughs> It, it was it's, what's his name Christian, the director. Director, he he did Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Chris, sorry, Christopher Nolan. Like he did Batman, he did Inception. He's done like tons of movies. So. Interstellar. Yeah, it's it, he's an exceptional director. I I liked it. it was Memento. Good. Anyway, that's what I've been consuming. Just wasting my life, maker. wasting my life away watching Netflix. Scott, <laughs> I feel wounded. I've been uh, reading a book. Called the Heresy of Orthodoxy. God, he always one ups me by Costum, uh, Cost, <clears throat> Costenberger and Kruger. Costco, Costigan. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It talks about uh, there's a there's a theory about uh, how there was disunity in the second century uh, Christian church fathers, um, and someone like Bart Ehrman and another person tried to. Apply that to the New Testament writers, and so Kruger and Kostenberger uh, show that there was not disunity; that there was actually orthodoxy in the New Testament authors, and there was diversity. But those were um, mostly in the words that they used, or the um, the word orderings. Um, but in in the, in the uh, majors like crucifixion and salvation um, and sin and the Old Testament that they had a, a uniform orthodoxy amongst them. It's a pretty good book. Good. All right. Well, good, good, you good. teased me. I loved the title, but then it just, the way you describe it, still sounds interesting, but it's described as orthodoxy is good and... Uh, and that's fine. Heresy is bad. Heresy is bad. Think, what are you consuming? I think, I think everyone agrees with that. I am consuming... Um, <laughs> Not the Heretic Happy Hour. I would like... Shout out to the Heretic Happy Hour. Yeah. <laughs> the second best alliterative podcast. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> the second best might be also Bourbon's Bibles and Brews. What? Which, which is a podcast, and I keep meaning to reach out to that guy. He does like 20-minute episodes, and he does a, a drink review, and then oh, you got to... That's not showing up, is it? No. Um, he does like a 20-minute podcast episode with a beer review. He reads a passage, does a little take on it. I think it'd be fun. Um, but I just like that. I sorry. like alliteration. I'm sorry I distracted you. But we're the best. <laughs> Bro's Bro Bible and beer <laughs> is the best alliterative podcast. What I'm consuming is encouraging people to consume... Heterodoxy. I think the world needs a little more heterodoxy in it. Whatever you really care about, whatever you consume, your favorite podcast, whatever your passion is, find a smart person that has a podcast 
that is different than that and consume that for a month and challenge your ingrained belief. I'm not talking about faith. Yes, I am. I'm talking about everything, whether it's faith or not. He's trying to support the fairness doctrine. Mostly political. We have way too many echo chambers. We're so polarized. And part of it is because of our echo chambers. I I just repeated myself. What I'm trying to say is... Some meta. Challenge yourself. Echo the echo chamber. If you you listen to... If you take a month... Have have you guys heard of the... um, What's the... you're, you're, uh, You're in bondage or you're captive by somebody and then you come onto their side? Stockholm syndrome. Yes. Stockholm syndrome. You don't want to be rescued. That that's a harmful version of it, but if you were to listen to somebody that's super smart and articulate that has an opposing view on something you're super passionate about and you only consume that for a month, it will if it doesn't change you and it doesn't have to, it can change the way you hold your belief and I think that will make you healthier. And so that's my cha- my consumption challenge for you guys. As Andy puts on Stockholm Syndrome by the Muse, by actually just Muse, and this is a great song. <laughs> also, I'm playing a lot of Cyberpunk 2777. Is your wife okay with that? I heard that's questionable. Uh, Does she even know? There's boobs, butts, and penises in it. It's definitely it adult. Sounds Christ-like. Uh, it's it's a fantastic game. It's very adult, <laughs> and if you can't handle adult things, don't do it. Don't stumble. Uh, Andy, I started reading when we went to Arizona a few weeks ago. I started reading the book that you loaned me, "A People's History of Christianity" by Diana Butler Bass. Um, which I like to read when I go camping because I've got chunks of uninterrupted time, and usually I don't have a. I, I got to turn this down. This is distracting now. Your Stockholm syndrome. I did. It's a nice bed you laid underneath this, though. I did, but it's a little too aggressive. It is aggressive. (laughs) I like. I'm. I'm way early in it. I I did what I don't typically do is like I read the whole intro and any preface. Sometimes I've in the past I've I've just not had the patience for that, and so I'll skip through it. So, um, I like it so far. I will promise to give a little bit more detail on how, why I like it next week. Um, but I remember sitting, the picture that I'm showing here is me sitting in front of Superstition Mountains mm. in Arizona. And I'm reading it in the morning with a hot cup of coffee outside of our trailer. Um, and uh, I've been doing that. And, uh, you know, we consumed some brotherly love on the slopes of Utah. It was so I consumed some incredible so pow pow. Mm. Uh, this weekend, I know. I, I don't want I don't. Fresh thing. snow, I don't Scott. Know what that is fresh snow. It was the deepest of snows, the greatest <laughs> snow of all the snow. I was up to my hip on one yeah. of these turns in the trees, Scott. There was that much snow. Yep, yep. yep. It, it was. It was really fun, and um, and I'm glad we got a chance to go do that. Other things. Consume some snow. There it is. All right. Go out there and love people. Subversively. 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 Grace, peace, cheers. Cheers.